We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Transformative Principle, episode 48 with Dr. Spike Cook. Welcome to Transformative Principle, the show where we learn every week from a leader who's making a difference, how to become better and improve our schools. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. You can find great resources and the show notes at transformativeprinciple.com. Okay, well, my name is Spike Cook. I'm an elementary principal and Millville, New Jersey. I've been there for about three and a half years, and I just recently published a book called uh, Connected Leadership. It's just a click away through Corwin, uh, through their new Connected Educator series. So I am uh, really excited to be here and talking with you, Jethro. Well, thank you. I'm excited to have you. Um, I, uh, I bought your book um, as soon as I saw that it was released, and by the time I got to it, I must have been a little bit late. Um, there were people, or there were no copies available on Amazon. It was going to take a couple of weeks to ship. So I was bummed that I didn't get it um, as quickly. But since I got it, I've been reading it a little bit, trying to uh, trying to uh, pace myself and not read it all and then forget it. And so I, I pick it up every couple of days and, and read a chapter and... Um, and I've, I've really liked what you have so far. What, what is your favorite part of, of the book? I, I think my favorite part is the, the part where I talk about uh, developing and utilizing your professional learning network or your personal learning network, your, your PLN. Uh, because quite honestly, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff if it wasn't for people like yourself, who I've followed for, uh, you know, since I got on Twitter and Jessica Johnson and uh, Kurt Reese and Eric Scheninger and Peter DeWitt, like all these people, um, probably unbeknownst to them, you know, 
paved the way for me to start doing the things that I'm doing. And, and I guess, you know, if you go back to like, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, the tipping point, you know, I'm a connector, uh, but I was always so hesitant about social media. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a generational thing. Um, maybe it was a privacy thing. I don't know. I had a lot of hangups about it and I'll be very honest with it, with you. And, um, it took three months and I was taking karate at the time from a guy who kind of fashioned himself as the social media sensei. And he would talk to me about, you know, all the different things that he was doing, ironically, connecting with other karate institutions, um, going to conferences, meeting up with people, getting ideas, getting his content out there, blogging. And I'm telling you, I was just there to learn some karate. And I had no idea what this guy was talking about. And I would say to him after class, you know, well, you really can't do that in education. And he sort of laughed and said, are you sure about that? Have you ever looked? Obviously, he had. And, uh, you know, it was it was January, uh, you know, of, of 2012, where I finally said, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm actually I'm very close to, to getting, you know, my three year anniversary. So, um, you know, I say all that to say, you know, the, the crux of, of all this as far as connected leadership, in my opinion, really is that that professional and personal learning network. Mm hmm. And so I, I agree that, that that PLN is so vital. Um, and one of the things that uh, that I've struggled with um, is sometimes I feel like there's nobody out there. I'm following all these people. Some people are following me, but I'm not having the interaction sometimes. And so I feel like I'm learning a ton, but not uh, what I'm sharing may not be be received and I don't know that it is you know you you said that you've been following me for a while but I may not know that how do you how do you have that interaction how do you how do you feel like you're actually contributing and not just always always taking that's a great that's a great question and you know it's funny I I struggle with that as well uh as far as like you know understanding and being able to look at the connections. Um, and I think it's changed a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you would say the same thing mm -hmm. that, you know, most people now are just following hashtags, you know, and they don't necessarily follow people or even maybe they're not as interactive as maybe they used to be, you know. And, and also there's a lot of the back channeling through Voxer and, you know, Google Plus and stuff like that that's happening. So I guess the way I look at it as, um, you know, I, yes, I do feel like I take a lot and I try to give as, as much. Now, how do I know who's reading and, and how many people are reading? I, the only thing that I really know is just through the statistics like on my blog or, um, you know, if I'm getting retweets or favorites or something like that, um, I try to the best I can, you know, thank people for mentioning, um, give them, you know, like a lot of times they're like, thank you for the kind words if they said something about my post, because I know that that's that extra step that a lot of people don't necessarily take. And I don't know if that's maybe what you were getting at, because, you know, I read you know, your, your blog about, you know, moving up to, uh, Alaska and stuff like that. And of course I want to, you know, tell the world like, Hey, this is really cool. You should check this out, you know, 
But I don't know if a lot of people right, right now that are actually maybe taking that next step. And I think that's where you really have to um, – I think the more that you share and the more that, that you include people, the better the reaction or the um, better the interaction is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. And um, the 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 thing that doesn't doesn't matter to me is whether or not people really are. It's that I feel like I'm contributing. I've learned so much. I I don't want to be someone who's just like. Oh yeah, I'll just take all these great things from everybody, and then not ever give back to them. You know, I want to be able to say, "You help me." Here's a way that I'm helping you, and and sometimes that's not that's not easy. And um, but I think your point about just sharing is is the right thing to do, and sharing in a way that when you find something good, you put it out there and you share it with people. That's that's a powerful thing, and I and I appreciate your message on that. Yeah, you know, I I think. I've noticed that there's a, there's a few people out there um, that are sharing their blog posts, whether it's their school blog posts or their uh, personal one. And I've noticed that, like, say, they'll just tag a bunch of people in there. Now, when I first started to get these, I was thinking that maybe it was because there was something that I had contributed in there. So I go through, I read the blog posts, and it may not have anything to do with me, right? Or at least mm-hmm. I think. But... I think from the author's perspective, they're saying like, hey, can you check this out? Or maybe you did inspire this, but you don't even realize it, you know, or I thought this would be something that would be good for you. Because then I would go back and I would look at their tweets and they may send out, you know, four or five of them and tag four or five people in each of those posts. And I and I just thought, oh, that's a that's a neat idea, you know, um, Almost like you know, giving somebody credit or giving you know, giving somebody a heads up because sometimes, and I say this a lot in my workshops, you know, uh, the, the the fire hydrant of information, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about that, you know, that that is out there right now is immense. I mean, if ninety percent of the world's uh, information has been created within the last three years, like how in the world are you going to keep up with everything? So. Yeah. Um, and and I do talk about that a bit in the book, where you know I, I you know give um, the reader some different suggestions on you know how to make sense of all of this. But because I think if you try to you know take it all in, it's going to it's really going to be a big letdown because there's going to be too much. You're going to be saturated, or you're you're going to have a difficulty in finding your way. So that's why. You know, I, I, I talk about, you know, starting small and, and really connecting, you know, with a few group of people, um, you know, and that's that's what I did. And I felt like that's that's what worked. I found some really good people that were great, you know, social media mentors and and uh, and I could learn from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Yeah, there's, I mean, you said so much good stuff there. <laughs> um, how, do, how do you deal with that that deluge of information? There's, I mean, you're following like a thousand people on Twitter, countless blogs, I'm sure. And how do you, what are your strategies for dealing with all of that coming in? Well, I'm probably one of the worst people, and and I think we all are. The more connected we are, the, the we're the worst people to ask because we're <laughs> we're constantly on it, and we're con- you know because you know that 
you know, that you have to keep up with things. But what I tell people who are first starting out is if you could just do maybe 10 minutes a day, three or four days a week. And just during that a little bit of time, you could get through probably two or three blog posts and, and just kind of cull through your Twitter feed. Um, because I think that's important that you that you start small. I mean, if you were to ask my wife or probably the most, you know, the spouses of all the, you know, the most connected people that we know, um, you know that we're on there a lot. And we actually have to sometimes take breaks and things like that. But because it does it like to me, it doesn't look it doesn't seem like work like mm-hmm. to read you know, for instance, to read your, your blog about moving up to Alaska, to me, that was more enjoy, enjoyment than maybe, you know, reading, a, um, you know, a very, uh, you know, specific uh, thing that I had to do for work. Like, I don't look at that as work. I look at that as like, wow, that's pretty cool. Here's another, you know, fellow principal that I can say that I'm friends with, that I know about, that look at the chance that he took, you know? And so to me, that doesn't seem like a lot of work to me. That's like, that's good stuff. So, um, you know, you, you start small and then you start to build. I think one of the things that, um, that is really helpful is participating in Twitter chats where you can, you can devote an hour to connecting with a bunch of people. Um, you know, but I'm very selective, you know, there's sometimes where I will, um, you know, I will participate, but maybe I won't even retweet anything or I'll just lurk and learn because I, I talk a lot about that in the book on, you know, lurking and learning, you know, the term I learned from Eric Scheninger. But, you know, yeah, I think that's important too, where it's like, you don't always have to be the one, like you were saying before, that has to, you know, to get that information out there. Sometimes you just need a little bit of, uh, you know, time to, to process things. And, uh, I think part, doing that and, and lurking and learning, you know, really, really helps out. Um, because sometimes people, they don't, th- that's all they want to do. And I think that's kind of getting at your earlier question. Um, because they don't feel like they either have something to say or what they say isn't important. Or maybe if they did a blog post or something and they tried to pay it forward, that maybe people would laugh at them or whatever. And you know, as well as I do, uh, that that just doesn't happen. Um, you know, my my blog posts are riddled with grammatical errors and <laughs> syntax issues and things like that. But I feel like you know my PLN you know sort of looks through some of that, looks beyond some of that because they're looking at what you know what's the content or what's the you know what's the real you know meat and potatoes of this because mm-hmm. I really look at blogging as like a you know like a reflective you know, almost journal entry type of thing. So, you know, when you when you look at the deluge of all this information coming in, it can be overwhelming. So you have to set, you know, kind of like what you talked about, you have to set processes in place, you know. So how are you going to um, take this information, use it, and, um, you know, and then, and then maybe take it to the next level? Yeah, totally. Um, and, and what are some of the things that, that you do specifically to to deal with that like when you get on twitter are you just looking through your uh thousand followers and saying you know whatever i happened in the last 10 minutes i'm gonna look at or are you you talked a little bit about hashtags earlier are you focusing on specific hashtags and only following those that's a good question i think what 
what I really try to do is, and, and I actually blogged about this, um, because I think a lot of people are simply following hashtags and they have like Hootsuite or TweetDeck, and, you know, they're constantly just looking through their, um, the hashtags that they're involved in. Mm-hmm. I think we start to forget about the people we're following you know, so I actually did a blog post about this. They're like, do you follow your followers? <laughs> you know, the people who you're following, do you do you really read what they're putting out or do you just follow them, you know, because they, they said something that you liked and then um, you follow them and you move on uh, to once again following the hashtags and stuff. So I will specifically go through my feed and look for – things that my fo- uh, people I am following are posting. Um, and yes, that could be 10 or 15 minutes where I'm just sort of, you know, culling through that information. I really don't use as much as I think a lot of other people do. I don't really use like TweetDeck and Hootsuite that much. I mean, I have Hootsuite, but, um, you know, I usually only use that when I'm doing you know, like a Twitter chat or something like that. I, I just like the, I like the app. I mean, you can search hashtags on there anyway. So um, sometimes I will look up hashtags, but I really like to see, you know, what are people, you know, putting out there, uh, the people that I that I like. Um, I've I've also started to get into lists. You know, I didn't I didn't use those for the longest time. Um and so I follow some lists where, you know, you have people who are um, you know, maybe like-minded like you, like, you know, an elementary uh, principals or high school principals, and then you can put them on a list and see, you know, what are some things that, that they're putting out there. Um, so so that's, that's usually my progression. Um, and I really do feel like it's important that you have to, you know, read a blog post and, uh, and retweet it. Um, sometimes the, the blog post names are very catchy, you know, and you, you know, and I've seen that happen to me where I'll put something out and may have a catchy title and I'll think to myself, like one minute later, somebody's retweeted it and I'm like, did you really read that? <laughs> because, you know, it, 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 like, don't just do it for the title or it's because I just put it out there. Make sure that you're, <laughs> you're reading what you're reading it. Yeah. Um, so the, li- the lists are something that, that I've started using myself and I've just been creating my own lists and you can, you can see them on my, on my Twitter profile. But what, what that's done for me is that's allowed me to pick specific people or specific types of people and, um, and focus on what they're saying. So like I have a transformative principles, um, list that is, people that are principals that are also tweeting and then I can just go through that and look at um, what those people are saying but I also have other interests like um, startup businesses and uh, design and um, and sports and things like that and so I have have those lists separated so that I can I can focus a little bit more I'm not sure if that's uh, the best way to do it um, but it's something that has been working for me to make things a little bit more manageable. So I, I feel like I can really connect with certain people a little bit better. And that's been something that, is, that has helped me. 
Are you creating your own lists or are you following lists that other people create? Right now I'm just following some uh, lists that other people have made. So um, because I just think that, um, you know, there's, there's a few things out there that I, that I really like. There's a few people out there that I really like. And, um, you know, it's just something that I haven't gotten into until recently, you know, so I like the concept of it. And I'm a lot like you in the sense too, where like, I like to listen and follow, you know, people who aren't necessarily in education as well, you Mm -hmm. know, so a lot of the, you know, the podcast, uh, that I may listen to or, or articles that I may read are very similar, you know, like I love entrepreneurs, you know, I love the, you know, the fact of them, you know, taking risks and doing startups and creating new technologies, um, you know, comedy and, uh, sports, things like that. I, I really do try to, you know, keep my, my world, so to speak, as expanded as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so much that we can learn from those other areas as well, and so much that we can bring into education to help us be more effective leaders, which which I find amazing too. Some of the blogs that I get my best ideas from have nothing at all to do with education, and they just help me think about things in a different in a different way, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think. Um... You know, what I try to do is, you know, incorporate that into the other things that I'm already doing. So, you know, if I'm driving, I have about a 45 minute drive to work. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put something on or I'll listen to, you know, Voxer uh, or, or podcast. And then, um, you know, if I'm walking or running, you know, doing, try, I try to, you know, try to exercise. It doesn't always work out that way. Right. Um, so I, I try to use that time you know, as much as I can. Um, cause I, I love to listen to podcasts. I don't know. I, you know, it's just really, really cool. You know, I, I like, um, you know, I like the whole, the whole process that people could do this, you know, on their own and, you know, um, you know, take their learning to the next level. And I think that's important. And I just learned that from people, you know, people on Twitter and, and, uh, and Google plus and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's that's awesome. And the things that that we learn, I one of the things that is difficult for me is that we, because we're connected and we have so many connections, we uh, don't always remember exactly where we learn things from, which I think speaks to your point about sharing the things that you learn, um, and and recognizing where you're getting the the great things you're doing from. I think that's really important. Something I personally need to work on a little bit better than I'm, I'm trying to do, but you know, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. It's difficult because I think, um, it's funny that you, that you say that I was just reading, a, a something, um, this morning about, um, a blogger who, um, had shared some resources and a video and then somebody questioned, uh, that person about where they got their information from. And, the fact was that, you know, they did, they did cite their resource, but perhaps the person they were citing, it wasn't the one that had put it out first, mm-hmm. you know, and it became this whole thing. And I kind of watched the thread and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's a shame because, 
I think as as we grow, you know, with information, you know, obviously you don't want people hacking your stuff. You don't want pe- you know, you don't want people, you know, taking an image that you take and then, you know, using it and claiming it as their own. But like you said, there's there's so many things that are out there and if you if you get an idea or a line from something or something that somebody said, you know, it's not like you're you're taking that. It's just that you're you're kind of just then taking it maybe to the next level or pushing it out or or interpreting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I think that the you know it 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 could be you know something where you know if you um, you know do your best to 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 kind of say like these are the things that I'm thinking about and this is what I this is where I got them from. That's great. But like you said, there's some things that you're not going to be able to trace it back to that, you know, original source. And let's be honest, we're not writing, you know, dissertations here. Right. <laughs> you know, we're we are we are writing things to help people, um, you know, get to their next level of whether it's teaching or leadership or or what have you. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher, and please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.